Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hello and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. So this week, we're going to be reviewing Assassin's Creed Origins. I finished this game back in May and I thought it was awesome. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we're going to try a new format in this uh, in this podcast episode simply because I'm just experimenting with different formats of, of how to record this and how to keep it engaging. Uh, so we're going to start with news first and then I will go with the review. All right, let's get started. So first in news, uh, new games this week, or in the last two weeks anyway. Uh, one of the ones I was a little bit more curious about was Little Dragon's Cafe. So Little Dragon's Cafe is almost like a Animal Crossing type of game with a very nonsensical storyline. And essentially you run a cafe that belonged to your parents, I believe, and you have a dragon. And you just go out into the wilderness and fight monsters and get ingredients to further develop the menu of the cafe and you just keep going at it. I'm not too sure what the storyline is about. The uh, graphics itself kind of turned me off a little bit simply because it's very uh, it's a very pastel type of color. Think um, Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker type, type of feel, just a little bit more cartoony or a little bit more pastel-y. Uh, so that kind of turned me off a bit, but if you're into Animal Crossing and you're into just a fun little game where you have a pet dragon that I believe can grow and you can change its colors, then this game totally you should totally check it out. Um, it's available for the PS4, PC, and I believe a couple other platforms. I'll include a link in the description so anyone who's interested can check it out. Otherwise, in this week, there's a ton of Fortnite buzz and a ton of news. I'm still continuously playing Fortnite. I try to get in a couple hours every week. Um, it's currently season five, I believe, or season four, and I'm almost at tier 100, so things are pretty good on there. Uh, however, the map keeps changing, and now there's this mysterious cube, like a big old alien cube that can kill people apparently and is just slowly trugging along the map. So hey, if you're interested in Fortnite and you want to talk to me about it some more, my gamer tag is ShadowM82 on PSN. Um, and also if you have your own theories about what's going on with the Fortnite storyline or anything of that such, uh, feel free to tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast or send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. And finally, one of the last new games I do want to talk about is Spider-Man. So Spider-Man comes out next Friday, actually the Friday 
tomorrow, I say, if the if everything goes right and this uh, podcast is released on the 6th, on the 7th, uh, uh, Spider-Man for the PS4 comes out. I am insanely excited. I actually did end up buying a new PS4. I'm selling the old one to my younger brother and the new PS4 is a limited edition Spider-Man PS4 Pro that outputs at 4K. So I am insanely excited about this. Um, I may even consider taking some like a day off of work and using my vacation hours just to just to transfer the data over from PS4s, which I will briefly mention in the next episode, because I believe there is a process defined to to process data, to switch data over from one PS4 to the other. And if there is, I will definitely, you know, give you some some ideas on what that was like. And I'm probably going to talk about Spider-Man PS4 just a little bit more in my next episode. But yes, I'm very excited about that. It comes out this Friday, the 7th of September, uh, made by Insomniac Games, Insomniac Games. I'll include a link in the description, and I literally cannot wait for, for, that, episode, for that episode for that game to drop. All right, so I'm going to go into a little bit of more news. Um, it actually is pertinent to what we will be discussing today, which is Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, apparently Ubisoft has announced that in the year 2019, they will be skipping Assassin's Creed. Uh, in previous years, up until last year, uh, and actually up until two years ago, Ubisoft had been launching Assassin's Creed games yearly. Think Call of Duty. Every year there's going to be a new game and essentially the same engine, almost the same model of characters, just a different storyline. And for a while, I kept buying the games because of the storyline. I'm very deeply involved in the Assassin's Creed storyline. Um, well, one year they, they took a break um, after they released Assassin's Creed Unity, which was the first one on the PS4, and it was set in Paris, France, uh, around Bastille Day, and or that time frame, the revolutionary time frame of France. And it, it kind of bombed. Um, there was a lot of things wrong with that game. Then they released another one a year later called Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and this had to do around the time frame of Victoria era London. And... This one kind of bombed as well. So they took a break and after two years, they came back with Assassin's Creed Origins, which was a much needed refresher and revisit to the franchise, I believe. And I will give more information in the review section of this episode. Uh, however, they have announced that in 2019, they will be skipping that year for Assassin's Creed. Um, this will probably this will probably is in part because they want to give more time to development that they care about the actual, you know, final product of the game. Also, it probably will generate a lot of buzz, so it might even increase their sales. So that's that's my personal theory as to why they're doing it, but I'm really glad that they take breaks from this because it allows more development time for a game with a huge fan base. And as for the next Assassin's Creed game, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey and takes place around ancient Greece. And that game is out this October or November, so this holiday season. I may pick it up in December or January. I would like to have some sort of uh, leeway between games, especially really long games. And uh, yeah, and also I can get them on the cheap, so that's good. Actually, there may be sales for Black Friday, so I will keep everyone updated on that via my Twitter account. All right, let's move on to the main part of this episode, Assassin's Creed Origins Review. Okay, so I'm going to structure this review in two different sections. The first one being the short and skinny, and the second one being the fat and long. Essentially, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a short review of what the game is, and then if you want to stick around for the rest of the episode, I will give you the longer version and things I liked, nitpicks, some history, etc. So here's a short and skinny version of this review. 
Assassin's Creed Origins is an action-adventure game with a third-person point of view and is a historical fiction. You can play it on the Xbox One and the PS4. And there are uh, tons of side quests, a great storyline, and an insanely large map. We're talking GTA V type of large. This map is, an, this game is an open world game, multiple cities, multiple villages, tons and tons of side quests, and a main quest that is actually pretty well rounded out. Now, according to howlongtobeat.com, the average time it takes to complete the main storyline of Assassin's Creed Origins is about 27 and a half hours. And you can probably knock that out three hours a week or so. It'll take you a few months. I personally purchased the game in March of 2018, and I finished it around May, June, early June of 2018. I was giving a few hours here and there, and the, and the time I was playing it, I was also playing Fortnite, and I did pick up uh, Super Mario Odyssey at the same time. So I was juggling between a couple hours a week, a couple different games. Uh, however, if you want to do the main and the extras, um, extras being most of the side quests, um, you're looking at around 47 hours of your life in being invested into this one game. And finally, for those diehards out there who want to complete everything and get every item, every every piece of armor, every weapon, etc. The completionist will take about 78 hours to complete. Keep in mind that I am using howlongtobeat.com to get these numbers. These numbers are reflective over a number of people who submitted their own times. And I will include a link to this game, uh, to the How Long To Beat website, uh, in the description of the episode. Now, as for me, it took me between March of 2018 to June of 2018, it took me 42 hours to beat the game to my satisfaction. I didn't do completionist, so I didn't do 78. Um, I also didn't do all the extras, so I didn't do 47. But I did a pretty a pretty good amount of time. Uh, so 42 hours was my, was my uh, my game time on this game. So if that sounds like something you're interested in and something you want to look into. I totally advise that you go out and buy it. You can get it on the cheap right now, about $30, $40, which is pretty good considering new games cost $60. I believe I picked it up for $30 because Amazon was doing a, a sale for it, so that was pretty good. Uh, so that is the short and skinny review. Now let's go ahead and do the long review. Okay, so now for the longer review. Now the long review, I'm going to start with some history first. If this is your first ever intro into Assassin's Creed and, you know, your, your friends have told you, hey, you got to try out this game. This game's really great, but you've never played any Assassin's Creed in the game in the past. I would say if you pick up this game, you're going to be disappointed if you want to play the others, simply because this game is vastly different and, in my opinion, much, much more improved than other games. Now, it is not my favorite Assassin's Creed game. My favorite Assassin's Creed game is, a, is Assassin's Creed 3, which takes place during colonial America, during the American Revolution. Um, I am a diehard American Revolution fan. Um, I love all the history and I, I read tons of books about it, which is why I'm very biased. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 is my favorite, but simply because of that. The story is also really good and the main character is really good, but like I said, I'm biased. So for those who decided to just want to pick up this game or are curious to picking up this game, I'm going to try my best to give you a really quick primer on what the Assassin's Creed overall storyline is, which has gone convoluted after number three, um, but it, it's you'll figure it out as you play along. 
So there are two storylines in Assassin's Creed 3, what takes place in the past and what takes place in present day. And it all around it all it all um, revolves around the Templars versus the Assassins. Two secret uh, societies that have been at war since before the, in the BC era, essentially. And just to surmise uh, some of the fir first few games, essentially you're you're a main character in present day um earth pretty much in present day earth and you go into a machine called an animus and an animus is um short for animation but i believe it has this whole this whole uh, acronym associated with it uh, which i cannot recall and essentially you get into this animus and you can relive the entire lives of your ancestors via uh, genome hacking um i it, i know the, the whole idea is a little far-fetched but Essentially, that's what it is. In the first game, you go into the Animus and you're playing as one of your old, old ancestors from over 2,000 years ago, um, Altair, in, I want to say, I'm forgetting the name, but essentially, that's that's what, what you play as. And that, that's where most of the game happens in each of these Assassin's Creed games. Most of the game is going, most if not all of the game occurs in the past within the Animus. So my first Assassin's Creed game was Assassin's Creed 2, and that goes through Italy. You go to Rome, Venice, Florence, and I want to say another city, and you play as Ezio Auditore. And essentially you're you're always on the assassin side, unless you play Assassin's Creed Rogue, which where you're on the Templar side. The Templars want complete control of the human race and complete control of the earth. And the assassins simply want independence from everyone. They they want freedom for all the peoples of Earth against the Templars. Now, Assassin's Creed Origins is essentially what it means. It is the origin of this conflict, the origin of the Templars and the origin of the Assassins. So if you've played some of the previous games, this game will actually put a lot of pieces into place, like why is the symbol that A for Assassins? Why do they have such crazy rituals when you want to become an assassin? And a lot of the um, origins of different names as well. So it's actually really cool if you're a big fan and you've played it before and you you, you know you pick up at origins. And if it's this if this is your first game, you're gonna have a hell of a ride. But I don't know if you would enjoy it as much as someone who's been a longtime fan. So that's in a nutshell, that is essentially what Assassin's Creed is. It is a third person action adventure game that is also historical fiction. So for example, I don't want to give too many spoilers away and I'm going to try my best not to give any spoilers away for any of the games I review, but I will, uh, I will actually give a spoiler for a previous game I've played. So for example, Assassin's Creed 3 during the American Revolution, you actually witnessed the shot heard around the world, which led to the Boston Massacre. Well, in the game, the shot was actually a Templar firing into the sky that, that would, they would incite conflict. Um, and also there's a lot of historical figures. So in Assassin's Creed 3, you met Benjamin Franklin and you meet George Washington, for example. And then in Assassin's Creed Unity, you meet Napoleon Bonaparte, for example. Um, I do not know if you meet Lafayette. I don't think you do. Origins takes place in Potomelik. Potomelik? Oh my God, I'm messing that up so much. Essentially, the era of Cleopatra and her brother who ruled uh, Egypt alongside Caesar, Julius Caesar for Rome, um, for the Roman Empire. And it's around that time frame. So you do meet a lot of historical figures like the pharaoh at the time, whose name I just butchered, Cleopatra, Julius Caesar, Brutus. You meet a ton of people. You visit real world locations. Well, depictions of real world locations like Alexandria, for, for example. 
And the map for this game, since I'm mentioning locations, I'm going to talk the map, about the map right now. The map is insanely large. The map is probably the biggest map to date for any Assassin's Creed game as, ever. What they used to do in older Assassin's Creed games is it would be free, wor free open world in a city. But that is it, essentially just a city. The map got kind of a little bigger for Assassin's Creed 4, where they included a bit of vast open ocean. And instead of just one big city, it was various smaller cities, which was pretty decent in my opinion. And there was, also, there was also a lot of naval combat, which makes it a very, very good intro into the series or game in the series. However, for Assassin's Creed Origins, it is one gigantic piece of land. It is essentially all of Egypt and you can explore it via fast travel, your horseback. There are tons of very large cities. For example, Alexandria is probably the biggest city in the game. And the AI is very smart and intuitive. The game is, for all accounts, amazing on the map and the size and sheer size of it. My PS4, my regular PS4, was drumming, droning on like it was about to take off during the entire game. And I actually cleaned out the fan and it was still going insanely loud. And that was just from playing this one game. All right, so I explained to you the history of Assassin's Creed and I've explained to you what type of game Assassin's Creed is. So let's go, I'm gonna go a little bit into the characters. I will try my best not to give any spoilers away. Like I said, I wanna keep every review I do spoiler free. So let's get started on, on the characters. All right, so the characters in Assassin's Creed Origins. For present day, you play as a researcher whose name is Layla Hassan. And essentially, whenever you go into present day, that's all you do, you, 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 or Layla Hassan, who's it's, it's she's experimenting with Anonymous, and she's doing some outside research um, on behalf on behalf on her employer Abstergo. Uh, Abstergo Abstergo Industries is actually a front for the Templars in present day, as you can see. Um, as far as I know, there is no company that is uh, essentially the uh, the mirror, the polar opposite, which would be for the Assassins. The Assassins are more of a loose collective than a organized sort of company with with ulterior motives and as you go back into the past you play the person you play as 90 percent of the game is bayek of siwa who is a magi from the e egyptian period a magi is someone who wasn't really a, a police officer they were mainly a protector for all of egypt they were the pharaoh's protectors essentially but they just not protected the pharaoh they protected everyone so he, he has a very the character itself himself he has very strong morals very uh, optimistic morals as well um which play on his character as the um, as the game progresses and he also has a wife who is somewhat of a magi she she's a total badass like she she kicks ass during every point of the game and her name is Aya, and Aya, Aya, and and Bayek go through some, they, they they go through some stuff, like some very very depressing stuff, and um, that plays in a huge deal as the game as the game goes on. You do actually play as Aya for a few missions of the game, um, and she's she's pretty badass. Uh, she's very hard. She's harder to use because she is a little less stronger than Bayek, Bayek, depending on how far you get with Bayek, because with Bayek, you can, um, and I'm actually going to transition a little bit into the, the leveling up system and the gaming system. Um, through combat, you're able to uh, increase your level, and there is a skill tree associate, associated with the levels, and you just expand your skills. Like, for example, 
slow motion uh, firing of arrows is one of those skills or maybe uh, um, lengthier combos with your swords because um, there's lots of sword combat in this game and um, there's a lot of shield and sword combat and also as you progress you also collect materials that you can upgrade your 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 um your uh, armor with and your assassin's blade with and essentially you can make Vayek an absolute beast and i believe the game does encourage this because most of the time as i was playing i found a lot of this quest i was on and a lot and even the main quest was at a higher recommended level than the level i was currently at so i had to do a lot of grinding which led me to getting a lot of materials to upgrade all my armor and um increasing my skill tree to be just a total badass so it was pretty cool um, so it was, it's because of that, that Aya is a lesser character sometimes because you don't have that ability to increase your skill tree. You use her for a few missions and they're very, very good missions. And they tell a big, they, they tell, they fill in the gaps in the story, in my opinion. And it's totally worth, uh, it, it's a lot of fun playing as her. Aside from that, you got your other supporting characters like the Pharaoh, uh, Polydomy, I believe that's how you say his name. And then you have Julius Caesar and Cleopatra, and they all have to do with the overarching story. And remember, this story, the story of Assassin's Creed Origins, is how the assassins got started, i.e. the Magi, Bayek and Aya, and how the Templars got started. And I'm not going to say Julius Caesar was a Templar. Um, in fact, I don't... The ending of the game is a little uh, vague on that. However, you are hunting down this sort of... Uh, secret organization that's trying to control the roman empire and the egyptian and the egyptian empire as well and those make up the uh the templars without being named um in fact the assassins aren't even named throughout during the entire uh game actually even at the end when it seems like oh okay these are the first assassins they don't call themselves assassins um i'm not actually gonna say what they call themselves but it's not assassins so uh, keep that in mind I mentioned a little bit combat, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about the combat. So, like I said, most of the fighting will be done via sword fights and bows and arrows. They also have a lot of different hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat weapons, like a mace, a hammer, a gigantic uh, staff, if you will. A sta um, there's a word for them. I'm forgetting what it is right now. And as you're fighting, you you gain up levels, which allows you skill points, which you can use on your skill tree. And also you can get different types of weapons, which have different types of ratings. Um, as far as I know, I've never had a weapon break on me. If you played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, weapons tend to break all the time. And even though each weapon that I used in Assassin's Creed Origins, and I used a, a, quite a few favorites that I had for most of the game, uh, you can upgrade these weapons as much as you want um, as well. They just cost quite a bit of money when you do it. Uh, not real world money. And... I've never had a weapon break on me, even though they all have ratings. So, and they all have different color coding as well. So, just to keep in mind, and you're you're not held to only using a certain type of weapon. Like you can have a shield and a sword if you want, or you can have a long sword with no shield, or you can just have a staff or a hammer, or just use bow and arrow during the whole game if you want. Um, the game gives you a lot of freedom when it comes to deciding what type of playstyle you want. And also being an assassin part is a uh, is a challenge because the AI is a little bit smarter in this game in that they they will seek you out if you're hiding and most of the game's missions have you be an assassin, just walk in the shadows, kill people in silent, um, in silence, and 
it's very challenging and it's half the reason I buy these games anyway because I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan which is around the same lot of stealth espionage type of action so they made it harder for this time around and I really do enjoy that. Um, everything about the game is just a little harder because it's different than other than other Assassin's Creed games. Essentially what they're doing with this uh, gameplay and um, the combat system it's a whole overhaul to previous Assassin's Creed games. So like I said, if you're a big fan and you haven't picked this one up yet, you're in for a treat, in my opinion. Um, if you don't like it, then you're not in for a treat, essentially. <laughs> All right, let's see. Next up, let's see. I've spoken about the history, what type of game, some of the characters, um, the characters you need to know anyway for this type of review, uh, the type of combat, and um, let's see here. I'm trying to think anything else. There's a lot of side quests that you can do that explore further into the Assassin's Creed lore, which again, I do not want to give that many spoilers for. You can actually climb the pyramids. That was fun. You hunt all types of wildlife to uh, get new materials for your weapons. For example, one of the uh, main things I was hunting were hippopotamuses and, and alligators or crocodiles, I'm sorry. Um, but you can also hunt other things as well. And as you're playing the game, you do have a best friend, if you will. And it is, an, it is an eagle, a desert eagle, that is called Senu. And Senu, you're able to control Senu. Um, it's actually really cool when you're casing out a fort that, you know, you're doing a quest where you gotta case out this fort, kill everyone in it, and claim it for the people. Uh, you can actually send Senu, who's an eagle, to control Senu from above you. And Senu can mark all the treasure, all the treasure points, all the enemies. Um, it'll mark you possible points of entry and you can actually up upgrade Senu. Senu has his own skill tree as well. And uh, using Senu is actually probably my favorite part of Assassin's Creed Origins, simply because I can just find a nice bush to, to chill in, send Senu, Senu will mark everything for me. I There's no time limit on Senu either. Um, there is a, uh, a distance limit, however, if you go too far with Senu, you're just going to go back to controlling Bayek or Bayek. Um, However, just casing out a joint, figuring out the right way in, figuring out how many people there are, and also just watching people and figuring out what rotations the guards have, which is another thing actually that is uh, pretty awesome in Assassin's Creed Origins. They have a day and night system, and at night, most of the guards go to sleep. They actually have their own barracks in these forts that you're going to attack, and they go to sleep. And it is absolutely hilarious and fantastic that they included this mechanic in the game because... It just allows you for a different style of play, in, in my opinion. Or if you uh, if you wait long enough, you can actually wait for the time that the um, the guards switch over rotations and attack then. So using Senu is my favorite part of Assassin's Creed Origins, and it is a more than welcome addition into the game. And I really hope they figure out a way to incorporate this in later entries. So as a fan of Assassin's Creed Origins, and as a fan of Assassin's Creed. How do I feel about the story? I thought the story was 100% magnificent. Um, there were a couple... The only nitpicks I had were how abruptly the ending felt. I felt like it didn't end. I feel like the ending could have been dragged on just a little bit more for more um, storyline. However, the entire thing was a huge ride and it was amazing. And it did make me feel a little bit because there are some emotional troubles that both Aya and Bayek get into. And these emotional troubles do lead to the creation of the assassins. And it is honestly pretty awesome. And I, I just thought the ending was just a little bit too rushed. 
And uh, I really hope it had nothing to do with the development time. At least I don't think so, because like I said, they had much more time to develop this game than they had of previous games. However, the uh, the storyline was great. The characters are amazing. I really wish I could go back and play as Bayek, but continue Bayek, but continue the uh, the storyline of the Assassins. Um, they do have two DLCs that were released for Assassin's Creed Origins. One of them tells a little bit more about the storyline. The other one is more of a fun, more of a fun uh, Egyptian deity type type of uh, type of expansion, and. Um, so I may, I may check those out, I may not, we'll see. And all in all, this game is well-rounded, welcome edition, and it is, it is my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. My first being number three, as I said before. Uh, one last thing I do want to mention about this game is uh, the discovery mode or exploration mode. Essentially, let's say you don't want to play the game at all. Let's say, let's say you just want to take a break from playing the game, from killing people and being hunted by guards or whatever. If you do the discovery tour, discovery tour, that's what it's called. You can actually just walk around uh, ancient Egypt and look at statues and they'll tell you the history, the actual real world history of the statues, the place you're in, uh, different deities. It's like you're in a big old museum. And it is absolutely fantastic. And it's it's completely free. It comes with the game. Um, most of the time, as you're playing an Assassin's Creed game, you um, what they used to do is you'd see like the um, the uh, the Bastille Church. Uh, I'm sorry, not, not you see the Bastille Prison, and it'll tell you, hey, click here, and you click on whatever the D-pad or whatever, and it'll tell you a quick history about it. Um, if you see the uh, Cathedral of Notre Dame the same thing. So in Assassin's Creed Origins, they don't really do that anymore. They give you a little bit of history every now and then. Um, however, if you wanted just a complete verbal history and a written history of what's going on, you just enable Discovery Tour and you can just walk around and learn about everything. And it's it's honestly pretty amazing. And it's half the reason why I even picked up Assassin's Creed games in the first place, because I love historical fiction games. All right, so I think that's about it. I uh, discussed the history of the game type of game, characters, combat, the ending, my personal thoughts about the game. Uh, again, it took me 42 hours over the course of four months, four, no, I'm apologize, three months to complete this game. And um, if you, if you want to just beat the storyline, you're looking at 27 and a half hours. I'll include a link to howlongtobeat.com in the description of the episode. And um, right now you can pick up Assassin's Creed on Amazon for about $41. You can probably pick it up cheaper somewhere else. Or if you just wait till Black Friday, you can get it for very cheap, in my opinion. And I think that's about it, actually. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey does drop this holiday weekend. or I'm sorry, this holiday season, um, 2018 holiday season. And I may pick it up, I may not, depending if there's any sales for it. And when I do pick it up, I will do another review. It takes place in ancient Greece, so I want to say around the same time frame as Origins, so that should be pretty interesting. Alright guys, um, well that's about it. So if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, which I very much encourage, you can tweet at me at, at GAC underscore podcast, or you can send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. I'm looking for ideas for new episodes, what you want to hear about. And also because this this podcast is in its infancy, I do am I am looking for criticisms. And I would like it if if anyone has any criticisms, be gentle, but please let me know. All right. Well, I will be back in two weeks for another episode of Gaming After College. 
I have not decided what that episode will be about, but you will know if you check the uh, Twitter account or just listen in for the next episode. All right, guys, this is Gaming After College, and this is your host, Manny. Thank you.